Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hey, this is John C. John, pastor of Tana Creek Community Church, Mumbai, India. It is indeed a blessed privilege to be preaching with God's word, the Bible, as my foundation. I want to thank you for tuning in. I believe that you will never be the same again as you hear the message and allow God to impact you. Sin. That's what I would like to talk this morning. Sin. And I was thinking a lot about sin. I was trying to understand the power of sin. And so I have titled today's sermon as the power of sin. This message may not be complete. I may not be able to give a complete answer regarding the power of sin. But I'm making an effort to understand and I would like to share with you what I have begun to understand, what I am thinking through. The power of sin. I was looking into my own life. What I began to understand from my own life is that sin has a certain amount of power that can actually pull you, draw you, make you crave for it, make you desire for it. In other words, I found the word pleasure to be more suitable to explain what I think about sin. Pleasure. Why am I, why am I drawn to sin? Not every sin is so interesting for me. Or I am not bound by every sin that I see around me. For example, some of you would say, I have never murdered anyone. And so I'm not a murderer. That is similar with me. It's same with me as well. I haven't murdered anyone. And so I wouldn't say killing is something that I enjoy. But other than that, though there are many things in life that you and I could pick up, pick out from our life and look at it and say, you know, this is something that is so much part of me. Now when I say that, I do not want to, you know, put myself or put yourself in a vulnerable situation where you may feel guilty. But at the same time, I'm trying to help myself and help you uh, to overcome the challenges in our life. When I say challenges, I would like to say sin, overcome sin in our life. Not every sin in us is visible to people around us. You have heard people use this phrase, do not judge a book by its cover. Do not judge a book by its cover. Why? Every book has a certain cover and maybe by looking at the cover, you may not be able to come to a conclusion what is inside the book. Whereas many books have a, a certain kind of cover which actually gives you a picture which is inside the book. Maybe not the complete picture of what the author wants to say, but it gives you at least a little bit. So you look at the back cover, look at the front cover, you get a very a simple picture of what the author wants to say. Even then, do not judge that book by that cover. Sometimes the cover may not look very attractive, but what's inside the book may be very, very, very powerful. When I, when I want to say that, the thoughts of the author may be very powerful. But when I say that, I'm also beginning to think that 
there are books that look very attractive which is very much beautiful and you pick and you begin to read it you find no meaningless stuff recorded in that book so i would like to go with the saying do not judge a book by its cover the cover may look beautiful the cover may look pathetic but today's world is not exactly like that though they say that they give a lot of value to presentation how do you present how do you bring out what is in your heart how do you bring it out the way you present matters a lot and so a lot of mark or i would say a lot of grading is given to the way you present something in the marketing world presentation matters a lot so the way you present it who is presenting it how is it presented what are the you know props used in the presentation what is the color what is the background everything matters a lot you may even be able to you know sell a very you know invaluable thing with a great presentation for example a soap the bathing soap that we use may not be you know very uh, good some of these soap have ayurvedic you know ingredients in it which would say if you use the soap your skin will become smooth and all of that but then by using that soap you may not find you may find out that the soap is not fulfilling what it is you know meant for it says it can soothe your skin it can soften your skin it can make you look beautiful and you use that soap and you figure out now it's not doing that and then there are some soap that would say oh it it has good smell you use that soap and you walk out of the you know your, your bathroom and you sense that there's a little bit smell and after some time the smell goes off so the presentation is great but the product is not fulfilling what the presentation is doing so what basically i'm trying to say is that do not judge a book by its cover is quite true the devil is very wise you know what he can make you believe him by doing a wonderful presentation and you will fall for it you will fall for it let me come to this aspect of pleasure why is is the world or why are we or let me go very personally why am i bound by certain sin in life as i said at the beginning everyone of us have a certain nature or a certain you know sin in us that everyone doesn't know about you know about it others don't know about it you have it in you but nobody else knows it i was talking to my wife the other day i told her that you know a lot of you know a few things about me by being with me but there is something or there are a few things that could be hidden in me which could be sinful that you will never know because i don't want to make myself known to you even in that area i become weak i become vulnerable and so i try to hide that similarly in every person there would be something that's hidden and you really want to get over it you want to overcome it i was talking to a friend of mine and this friend of mine has been battling with the you know the, the addiction of smoking he wants to overcome smoking but he's not able to overcome it he's trying his best he's doing all he can do from his side i was reading an article in the internet and it says like this you know you must have the will power to overcome and it says you know you're not able to overcome that addiction because your will power is very weak 
I'm quite sure that it could be true that you should have the willpower to overcome. But I would like to go a step further and I would like to go deep into that aspect of whatever sin is gripping us. What is that power of sin that is actually taking hold of you and not leaving you? You want to leave it, but that sin is not leaving you. And I found out that the pleasure in doing that sin, the pleasure that you get in doing that sin, you know, is not letting you, you know, it's not letting you free from that sin. It's not allowing you to let go of that sin because you derive a certain pleasure by doing that sin. Smoking or taking in drugs or you know others obviously lust you know sexual uh, you know sins and then i was thinking more and some of those documentaries and movies that i've seen in the past i've heard this statement uh, you know by those people who are acting in that movie it says we find pleasure in murdering somebody in killing somebody even in killing a chicken you know i found pleasure so when i say you know pleasure it goes beyond normal people's understanding it is it has gripped you so much it has taken you know hold of you to that extent that you find pleasure in doing it you may be a maniac a fool in the sight of the world but only your heart your mind understands you know why you like to do it because you find pleasure there are certain ho- hormones in your brain that becomes joyful when you do it the human spirit is satisfied your mind is relishing it because that sin has taken hold of you and this this morning you know when i talk to you i don't really want to speak you know in a way that you know that would look uh, uh, you know take like a philosophical teacher but i would like to bring in human uh, thought pattern to help us understand why we continue in sin why 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 there is certain sin that's actually you know binding us the bible has different you know verses that will you know uh, explain to us about sin but i would like you to open your bible to the book of romans romans chapter 6 verse 1 what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound shall we my point is that shall we continue in sin are we allowed to continue in sin now why is paul saying this if you read chapter 6 and chapter 7 and chapter 8 you will hear paul talking again and again about sin and sin becoming part of man's life to an extent sin becomes like a family member somebody that you love so much somebody that you enjoy your time with what kind of sin many kinds of sin no that is actually taking hold of man's heart and mind and so if you read the bible again it says like this god says you know the thoughts of man the motive of of men or human beings are always driven by a certain sin even his motives his thoughts are sinful and so at the end of you know whatever he does he ends up sometimes or most of the time he or she ends up you know in some kind of sin and if you exercise No, you drive it into excessive and you'll end up in sin. Now Paul says here, shall we continue in sin? So I'm taking that particular phrase, continue in sin. Why would somebody want to continue in sin? 
Why? 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 Why do you want to continue in sin? The reason that somebody wants to continue in sin is because they derive pleasure in doing that sin. I don't know, you may be aware of it. If you're not aware of it, this is what I want to tell you. Why do you and I continue in a certain kind of sin? It's because you find pleasure in it. You are satisfied by it. You are enjoying it. Okay, and that's the reason why we continue and we call that addiction. The word addiction can be used in different ways. You are addicted to something. Because you are addicted to that, you think about it, you enjoy it, you are driven by it, you are bound by it. I wouldn't say addiction is just a negative word because you can also use the word addiction to mean something good and positive, which means, you know, I am addicted to God's word. I am addicted to, you know, to Jesus Christ. So sometimes people use those phrases, you know, so which means I am drawn to it. I love it. I crave uh, for more of God. Now you can use the word addiction there. But generally, the word addiction is used in the negative, you know, uh, understanding, which means addicted to something that is going to destroy you. Okay, and so I'm going to use the word addiction here, which means you're addicted to a certain kind of sin that is actually not letting you free. Why are you addicted to it? Because you find pleasure in it. That's my you know, understanding. You find pleasure in doing that sin. And because you find pleasure in doing that sin, no matter how much you run away from it, you are driven back to it because you crave for it. Because you enjoy doing it. Because you love doing it. Most of you know the story in the Bible where you know, it talks about Joseph. In the life of Joseph, he comes across one incident which is very familiar to most people who, who know about Joseph's life. Joseph is in a, in a house with a woman all alone. Okay? And why is he in the house? That would be your question. Joseph is in that house because Joseph was appointed by his master to be the manager of the house, manager of everything that the master had. And the master went on a long journey and gave Joseph the in charge of the house. While the master was away, the master's wife, you know, she was craving to, you know, to sleep with Joseph. She was driven by that. And so the Bible says she kept on persisting. She kept on nagging him. She kept on, you know, bringing the topic up. And every time she brought the topic up, Joseph avoided her. Finally, it comes to the place when she takes hold of Joseph's dress, shirt or whatever jacket he's wearing. And she's not letting it go. And she's forcing Joseph to come and sleep with her. What does Joseph do? He is not able to push her or anything. He doesn't want to cause harm. But he leaves the shirt and runs out. Or he leaves the cloth, a jacket, whatever. And he runs out of the house. Because he doesn't want to stay there fighting with this lady. What am I trying to bring out from this story? Is that if Joseph stood there holding on to his shirt and says, No, you can't do that, you can't do that, you no, I'm not gonna. Maybe he tried that for the last one month or one week. He tried, he used his willpower, he used his energy, he used his whatever, you know, he feared God, he loved God. So he used all of his human effort to resist her. But finally, when she really, you know, meant it, meaning she got physical, she, she took hold of his dress and was not letting him go, Joseph would have come to that point where he would say, I can't do it in my strength anymore. Yes, I'm a prayerful man. 
I pray, I read the Bible, I, 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 I am a devout child of God. I cannot involve in sin. All that is true. But there comes a point when he's not able to resist it. And so what did he do? He ran out of the sea. You know what? That's exactly what I would like to tell you this morning. Continuing in sin only happens if you want to stay there. If you want to be there. You know, with your willpower, you can say, okay, I'm not going to be part of it. You can use your willpower, yes. To a big extent, it will help you. I'm quite sure. But the best thing to do in life is leave the sea. Run out of it. Run away from it. Flee from youthful sin. That's what the Bible says. Flee from all that. Meaning, don't stay there all the time and try to fight it. Leave it and run away. It simply means you're running towards God. He ran out of the scenario which could overpower him. If you continue, you will enjoy the sin. You will have it like a, you know, as I said, pleasure. No, maybe it's smoking. My friend, he told me that I'm not able to overcome smoking. Why? He derives a certain pleasure from smoking. Some of you may be alcohol. You keep drinking. You want to stop drinking alcohol. But you still, you know, you are driven by it. You go back to it. Why? Because you may be finding pleasure in it. It's giving you a certain comfort. It's giving you certain pleasure. And, and so, you know, so are many other sins in the world. Whatever it is. When you find pleasure in it, you would keep doing it again and again. We call that addiction. And pleasure is the reason why you get addicted to certain kind of sin in life. It's kind of a disease. It takes, it takes you little by little, little by little, and finally it kills you. Pleasure, initially, will look nice. You're enjoying it, but at the end, it will completely destroy you. My friend, it will destroy you. Continuing in sin is not what God wants us to do. Now Paul says, is grace given? So you can continue in sin. What does that mean? Because I sinned today, I didn't receive a punishment directly. So God's grace is there. And that's what many people preach. The grace of God is powerful. Yes, the grace of God is given to us. And God doesn't come right there and punish us. But you know what happens? When you continue in sin, you find pleasure in it. You get addicted to it. You get finally destroyed by it. That's why Paul is saying, grace is given. Not that you have to continue in sin. Grace is given so you begin to realize, God, you're such a loving. You care for me. You're giving me a chance to overcome. You're giving me a chance to come out of it. You're giving me a chance to flee from it. What do you got to do? Make use of that grace to overcome that sin that comes in your life. Many times, let me be honest with you. When I fall into a certain sin, or when the devil really you know, takes over and, and, you know, and, and makes me do a certain sin, or whatever it is, I come out of it with full of guilt. I sit there with guilt. And then when I sit before God, I begin to realize, oh baby, God doesn't hear me. God doesn't love me. You know, at those points, what does God do? He reminds me of you know, the situations where I as a father will have to deal with my daughter. You know, she would do something wrong. She would come back and say, dad, I'm sorry. You know, something that she should not have done. And I told her, don't do. And she may have done it. She repeats it again and the second time and the third time and the fourth time she makes that mistake. And when I when I tell her, no, darling, this is the mistake you have done. You know, Dad, I'm sorry. And, and then she comes back and she says, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She keeps saying I'm sorry. And then what, what do I do? I do my best to not make her feel guilty. I try to explain to her. I try to explain. Obviously, sometimes I punish her. But I try to explain. More than punishing her, I try to explain. The reason I'm explaining to her is that I don't want her to continue in that particular mistake again and again. I want her to overcome. My desire is that my daughter overcomes whatever challenge she's facing in life. It can be small because she's a young girl. She's only nine years old. It's a small mistake she's doing, but that can lead her to do something bigger. So as a father, I would sort of explain to her. I begin to, you know, I believe it's God who brings that picture in front of me. And then I look at God and say, I understand God. That I have, no, I have made you sad. I have disobeyed you. No, I found pleasure in doing that. But then what happens is that pleasure in doing sin will slowly diminish will be this that pleasure will completely be you know drained out of me when i depend on god when i call unto god when i depend upon him and when i tell him that this is what i'm going through i am facing this challenge in life i'm facing this sin in life i'm not able to overcome some of you listening to me you may be going through similar situation that pleasure in doing that sin has has taken control of your life you find so much pleasure in it but what you can do is come to god and tell god god I don't want to have pleasure in doing sin. I don't want to have the pleasure. It's not just I don't want to sin. My friend, it's not just that. It's much more than that. It's the pleasure in doing that sin that makes you do that sin. And so what you need to do is get rid of that pleasure. Tell God, I don't want to have pleasure in doing sin. I want to have pleasure in being with you. You know what? When we come and open ourselves to God, you will not continue in sin. Grace is not given so you continue in sin. Grace is given so that you can overcome sin. Grace is given so that you can overcome sin. Grace is given so that you can live as a child of God. You can come back to God and say, God, I have sinned. I have done something wrong. No, I, I enjoy doing it, but I don't want it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to get involved in this. When you do that, my friend, when you do that, what happens? When you do that, what happens? God begins to take control of your life. God begins to take control of your life. God begins to give you, you know, the strength to overcome sin. The pleasure in doing sin will no more exist. If God gives you the strength, and what do you find pleasure in? You find pleasure in doing things that God will be glorified. You know what? We need to find pleasure in doing what brings glory to God. For example, Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to have the desire to read the Bible. I want to desire, I want to have the desire, the hunger, the thirst to read your word. Tell God, Lord, I want to find pleasure in praying, talking to you. Tell the Lord, Lord, give me a burden for the people who are dying around me, who are dying without Jesus. Give me a burden. You know, when you ask God for those things, God will give you those things and your mind will be diverted from all the pleasures of sin and your mind will be focused on the pleasures of God what God likes it's not no it's not uh, you know rocket science it's not something big I am still fighting with certain sin in my life it's not that I'm pure and holy and perfect I am a human being just like Joseph would have said this morning if he was here he would say I am a human being I just can't stand here and keep fighting this lady. 
I have tried it, but there comes a time I have to run out of it. My friend, the best thing to do is run to God. Run out of that sinful situation. Don't sit there. Some of you may say, you know, I am addicted to Facebook, addicted to the mobile, addicted to YouTube, addicted to, you know, uh, uh, WhatsApp or, or I don't know, FaceTime or Snapchat or addicted to TV, television. No, whatever it is, I don't know. Addicted to sexual sin, addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs, uh, pornography, whatever it is. I, I really do not know, you know everything to describe, but whatever it is, it is pleasure that is deriving that is driving you to do it. It is the pleasure that you derive from it that is driving you to do it. It is the pleasure that you derive from that sin that is driving you to do that sin. All that you need to do and I need to do is just tell God, God. I need help. You know what my daughter comes and tells me? Abba, help me. Abba, can you pray for me? She comes and Abba, pray for me. Why? She is beginning to find trust in her father. That's exactly what you need to do. Begin to trust God. He's a loving God. He's a gracious God. That's why God gives grace. He gives you grace. He gives you grace. He gives you grace. He will forgive you, my friend. Don't feel guilty. He will forgive you. He'll give you a chance to start again. This morning, as you listen to me, my Father in heaven is ready to tell you this. I will give you grace to start again. My grace is given to you that you will become overcomers. My grace is given to you so that you become overcomers. Grace is given so you're given a second chance, given a third chance, a fourth chance to overcome. Just because my daughter kept doing a mistake again and again, she will not cease to be my daughter. She will still be my daughter because my desire is that she one day overcomes the mistakes that she has in our life. Similarly, our Father in heaven is sitting there or is, is coming around you even this morning, coming around you believing that you will overcome. He will not give up. I pray that you will not give up. God's grace is given so that the pleasures of sin will no be pleasures for you. You will hate sin. You will hate it. I pray that you will find pleasure things that bring God glory. You'll find pleasure in speaking truth. You'll find pleasure in walking the right path. You'll find pleasure in giving glory to God. You'll find pleasure in running away from sin. May the Lord richly bless you.